Hello. Welcome to the basement. What's up, guys? Uh, this is, what are we up to, episode seven? Yeah. Episode seven, and uh, Langan is here. I'm back. <laughs> back in black. Yeah, with it was the, my uh, birthday. I had to stay home with the family. I had a cookie puss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty rad. Except my son took the nose, the cone nose. He grabbed it and wouldn't even share. Really? He's a karate master now, too, so you can't do shit to that kid. Ah, he's like, break your leg, you know? It. <laughs> yeah, but that nose is the best part. I mean, what the fuck? It's my birthday. But I'm not anyway. A, not a big, like, uh, like I like cake or ice cream, yeah. but I don't like ice cream cake. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was more the novelty of getting a cookie puss. Of course. You know? Is I'll probably it, never have one again the rest of my life. That was it. Is it know? for, like, for us Stern fans? <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite ones. Yeah. You know, Beastie Boys, whatever. There's yeah. many oh, cookie yeah, puss yeah, 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 of references. Course. But, Definitely. Uh, it was good, but it's gl- I'm glad to be back. Um, and Parker is yes, back. Yes, I am here. Hey. Um, so, yeah, I guess we could run down kind of like the last episode, which was kind of like a a bonus mm. clip, which was uh, direct to the point. Um glad we got our 40, 45 minutes with Matt Pryor. Um, you know, and uh, so it was like a direct episode. Like, it was just kind of like all about him and all that other stuff. So, um even people that weren't into the Get Up Kids per se still found something um, with the interview, so I'm pretty psyched about that. Um, you know, so check out their music. I think it's great. New Amsterdam's and a lot of other stuff. Um, I love that one. We, we we fucking uh, all right. So I'm emailing him back and forth, and he fucking is like, "I'll be there at five thirty. and I'm thinking like, "All right, it's fucking rock star," like you know, like. I wonder what 5.30 meant, you know? Like, I'm thinking, like, <laughs> Axl Rose's 5.30. Right, right. Like, I figured he'd be there at, like, 9. And um, so we, Parker and I get there. We set up uh, We set up on stage because for some reason, you know, when you let two people that don't know what the fuck they're doing, <laughs> you know, they're like, where do you want to set up? I was like, how about the stage? Hey, it looked cool, man. Right? <laughs> no, but no one cool. no one said no to me, and they oh. should have. They should have been like, no, Are absolutely. Yeah. Even the guys that worked there, they were like, oh, the stage, <laughs> the that's original. Place yeah, right? Like, no. How about by the kitchen door, <laughs> by the food service entrance? Over they don't there. even have one. So it, it's, kind of, <laughs> it's kind of like a tiny place. Um, and then like, um, I'm washing my hands in the bathroom and it's five 30 and I hear people walking in. They're like, Oh, hi, I'm Matt. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, he's here already. So I'm finishing up and I hate like taking a piss and then shaking someone's hand as yeah. soon as I get out of the bathroom. <laughs> Cause like, I just want to reassure yeah. them that like, Hey man, they know what you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, look, my hands are wet. Not because I pissed all over them, but because I fucking washed my it's like at a fucking restaurant when your mouth is full and they ask you how the food is. And it's the same fucking shit. You know, <laughs> you walk up wiping your hands on your leg. Like I just like, I was like, all right, now I have to say hi and like shake his hand. He's just going to look at me and be like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> but we didn't we, we didn't even get that far because like Dan from Alkaline Trio was like, so what's going on here? Because <laughs> he wanted to sound check and leave. And we were just like, oh, do you want us to move it? And he was like, yeah, I guess, you know, he was pr- super nice to that. Right. So like we start moving shit and my friend Dave knocks over a mic stand and breaks it. And so like we go, we put it in the corner and then they uh 
leaving the stage uh, so they could fucking sound check. But like we took pictures and it looked cool. It did look cool. You know, because everyone's like, oh, you guys did it on stage. I'm like, kind of. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Just for the picture. (laughs) But like as soon as he walks in, he was just like, what's going on? Because I guess Matt didn't tell him he was doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I'm thinking like he would have been like, yeah, cool. I'm Dan from Malkaline Trio. I totally want to get in. You know, let me get. You guys got an extra mic? Yeah. (laughs) Got some room for me. (laughs) But, um. So that, yeah, we set up and it was like super nerve wracking, not because like Matt's like some rock star, but it was just because we weren't in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I didn't know how much time we had. Oh. So I didn't even know like what kind of questioning to go. Because right. it could have been like four questions and it could have been like, all right, you're a jerk off of Matt here. <laughs> you know, seriously. Like, I think it was harder because he was a nice guy. And he kind of took the time. I was like, oh, shit, like, fuck. Like, wish this guy would just be like, you fucking kids, get the fuck out of here, you know? (laughs) You kids, like, we're the same age. Yeah, (laughs) I know, I know. God damn. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, he was super nice. And then what happened was 15 minutes in, um, they start sound checking. So we had to break it up. So we pause. And um, super awesome to see them sound check. You know, Matt's daughter was there who sings like an actual like singer. She's amazing. Um, and like 30 minutes go by probably. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I'm looking at the, the time the doors are supposed to open. I'm seeing people that work there coming in. And I'm thinking like, shit, I think this is it. Like, it's just he's probably going to be like, hey, man. Uh, good luck with your stupid podcast, but, uh, (laughs) I gave you 15 minutes and all that other shit. Um, but he was amazing because Mm. he went back, did his thing, told the people who were selling his merch to go get some food and they took their time. Um, and we went to like, you know, like right before doors, you know, and, uh, I had to cut it off cause I was like, you know what? I'm like, we got enough time. That's good. Right, right. You know, but, uh, it was great. It was fun, man. Super fun. I was still pissed his shirts only went up to fucking medium. I don't know what the hell that was about. That was strange. Yeah. But maybe because wow. it was the last the last show of the tour. Yeah. So maybe they had nothing but like fat dudes. That's probably what happened is uh, I've gone to shows like that. When I saw Enslaved in December, they were just selling what they had left. It was the last show of the tour. And yeah. It was all mediums. Yeah. That was it. And they had some cool designs too, Matt did, you know. So I was super pumped yeah. about that, you know. But he was also talking about like how strange it is to to go from putting up, you know, get up kids, New Amsterdam's, and then like coming to that um, conclusion where you have to put your name on a shirt. Mm-hmm. Yep, I completely understand that. Like, because if I was like a solo artist, um, it's just like to just put your name up there, you mm-hmm. know. At least he has a cool name like Matt Pryor, you know. Right. Like my name would just look stupid. I think. I don't know. Hoyas is such a, like, weird, stupid, like, Hispanic last name. It's not even, like, Gomez or, like... It's unique. But it's not, like, Gonzalez or, like... It's not, It's just so... You gotta get you, like, a stage name. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. Like Brian Lasagna. You know? <laughs> Something like that, you know? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Pick another Italian pasta. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's Brian Ziti. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's how that went, and... Uh, you know, we did it like a week early. So, um, somewhere along the way, I know that we were discussing, Hey, wouldn't it be fun since the episodes were getting so long that we just had one, um, for ourselves where we could just kind of be like, Hey, uh, what did you watch? What did you, you know, like things that we could talk to each other about that wasn't so Mm -hmm. guest driven because, um, I guess it just gets 
taken somewhere else. You know, you have a guest, you need to talk to them so they're not staring at us because we obviously have our um, chemistry going. Right. You know? Um, What Sam's trying to say is we clearly have a lot of shit to say, (laughs) and these guys were cutting into it. Yeah, guests were just taking up our time. It's like, (laughs) hey, I play in a a rock band. It's like, all right, cool. Enough. I got to tell you what movie I seen last (laughs) week. Is that it? No. All those guys were great. We're happy to have them, absolutely. Um, And we'll do it again. We'll do it again. Um, But yeah, so it just so happened that our guest today, because I know I mentioned it the last episode, um, was supposed to be Jeff Fatt. Yes. And he had to reschedule. Yeah, I had some shit going on, uh, a little hectic. So um, he's probably going to come back in June. Uh, he's got to go on the West Coast for a while, a bunch of shit. And then uh, we're looking at June, trying to iron down a date. But, uh, you know, so we took advantage of it, and it's going to be us three. Yeah, I, th- I think, like, it, it kind of worked out, especially mm-hmm. since we were, we were just uh, talking about doing something like this. Doing so, it, yeah. yeah. So it, it's almost like Jeff read our mind. He did. Yeah. <laughs> He's Thanks, like, Jeff. yeah, <laughs> fuck that top five. I'm going to go over here. You're so. giving me fucking homework, Yeah. <laughs> you're like the only person's podcast I've agreed to do, <laughs> and now you're making me do shit to prep? No. Nah, no, nah, he was uh, psyched to do it, and he will be here, but you yeah. got us. I'm pretty happy to meet him, yeah. um, which I, I don't think I ever have, so... Um, so after that show, I, it ended at like 11 o'clock and, uh, my friend JT was like, yo, um, uh, LA guns and faster pussycat <laughs> is playing like, uh, Mulcahy's in Wontaw. And we were just like, Hmm, well, when is the next time we're ever going to get to actually do this? Never. So, yeah, because Tracy Guns and like uh, Phil Lewis are back together because they used to yeah, have. I was going to say what version? Well, is they this? yeah, because they used yeah. to have the there two. two of them. There right? was there two, three, I think. Oh, at one point. <laughs> wow. There was the drummer had one. No, the I think you're thinking of one? Rat. Rat had three. No, I don't know. Man. Really? Rat definitely had. It was no. Rob. Rat had two. Bobby Blotzer and but one. One had uh, the bass oh, player. That's had one. right. Yeah. yeah. But I could be wrong. But yeah. L.A. Guns definitely had their issues. Yeah. Yeah. So they were back together. They were back together. So we went over there, and um, I was just like, "Listen, I, I like L.A. Guns. Faster Pussycat was headlining. Mm-hmm. I'm not too really? big a fan. Of, yeah, right. That's that weird. Makes sense. Does it right. make sense at all mm-hmm. to me? Um, so we went over there, and my friend had like two guest spots, but there was five of us, and the tickets were thirty bucks to get in. Ooh. I was just like, "Fuck what? you." Yeah. So you know. The other three had to pay. Um, so we get in. L.A. Guns is doing their set. And, you know, I caught, like, malaria. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I caught the song malaria. There we go. Now we're getting somewhere. I got the song malaria. There's probably all kinds of diseases. Oh, no, yeah. And that place, forget yeah. about it. <laughs> well, everyone there, you know, you know, bless their, their rocking, ro- rock and roll hearts. Uh, all their outfits look like they were from like 1985, but their face was from like 2017. They pulled those old jeans out of the <laughs> yeah, closet. They crowbarred their ass in there. They oh, got a babysitter. <laughs> Babysitter's probably all texting every single one of them there. Like, uh, you guys coming home soon? Um, but it was a time warp. Like it was half the people that had the old clothes, um, mm-hmm. uh, that they were squeezing into. And the other half looked like they were the 50 year old dudes that went to the rock and roll store at the mall. Okay. You know, had the shitty 
like affliction, affliction shirts and, and like, Hardy or something. Yeah, yeah. just really terrible. But uh, Ellie Gunn sounded great. Um, I bet. And um, it was super, like the sound in there was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as he started doing Ballad of Jane, I knew he wasn't going to hit those notes. I could just tell. Yeah. So he did the Bon Jovi thing. Once the chorus hit, he put the mic into the crowd. Clever. Yeah, right? <laughs> Everyone's singing along. And then once he gets to the last chorus, you think like, okay, maybe he's going to save his voice for the last chorus. And then he just sings it, but like in a different key. Okay. I was like, yeah. Right. You got to adapt, right? You have you to know. adapt. You know, these guys ain't spring chickens. Well, especially the singer. They got to. You know, the roughest, especially the notes those guys hit back in the day. I mean, you could still play guitar. You could still play bass like you did. But, I mean, once the voice goes, I mean, ain't much you could do about that, uh, you know? No, and those yeah. songs are really hard to sing. Yeah. very. Like, I try to sing along to the Ballad of Jane all the time. It doesn't happen. All the time? Yeah. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Might seem funny, kind of like a dream. Um, so then their set's over. We caught like four songs. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Faster Pussycat hits the stage, and this like fucking Tamey Down looks like. He looks bad, right? Well, he just looks like fucking. Somebody called him like a goth Nazi. And I was like, <laughs> that's pretty. Cool. I'm like, yeah, I get that. He's got like that. The cap, like the yeah, he's a, SS troop. Yeah, yeah. He looks like like fucking. He's a big boy now, right? No, he's actually huh? th- still thin. Oh, okay. Um, but they come out and he sounds like shit. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really sound very good. Um, and then like they played House of Pain. I'm like, all right, this this is my jam. No bathroom wall. They did. Okay. They did that. I think that might have been the first or second song. Right. Um, and then from there, like you could tell his voice was just completely gone. So he goes, lets his drummer sing an ACDC song while he's in the back somewhere. And then they do another cover, which is the most random shit ever, which is a Super Sucker song. And I love the really? Super Suckers. Yeah, it's a song called Pretty Fucked Up. And uh, they killed it because Tammy wasn't singing. Tammy comes back, does like another song or two, and... You know, we were just like, all right, we're good. We got we got our money's worth. We got those free passes worth. Yeah. Well, the other the other three that paid not so much. Like, I came here for five songs. Check, check, <laughs> check. Let's go home. <laughs> so, but that was fun. Like you know, you you never, um, you know, it's it's something that was just uh, L A Guns and Faster Pussycat are playing in the neighborhood. It's sure. like, fucking go after seeing like the acoustic punk rock show. Yeah. You it's know. a good night. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was fun. Um, all right. So usually w- with our guests, we, we like to do like a least to favorite with, with a discography because it's fucking fun. And I'm sure people that listen get all bent out of shape. <laughs> so that's fun too. So like yeah. Hugo is going to like be angry at something. He's like, <laughs> fucking Escape is the best song, man. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> So Langan's doing Van Halen. I Let am. me sit back. I am. Um, I was amazed, like, because I met a lot of you guys on Facebook. Met a lot of friends of your friends and stuff like that. So many people not into Van Halen. I was shocked. <laughs> shocked to the system. shocked. I know so little about that band. You know so little. I'm ready to learn. Is it uh, Gurge? Yeah. Yeah. He hates them, right? I don't really know. Yeah, he, he seems he to like them. every band. I think he hates them. That's why I was surprised. And he's the only person who likes we, more bands than I do. We wax poetic about the hair band stuff and that generation. And without Van Halen, that was the template for all those bands. And the way Eddie Van Halen played, that launched a million 
finger tapping, whatever, for better or for worse. But uh, and they were very important. They were the first band that I fell in love with that brought me into music. So always very important to me. So my worst to first here. Uh, I'm going to start number twelve would be Van Halen three with Mr. Gary Sharon. Uh, no surprise there. Pretty limp album. <laughs> I was surprised when I was talking to you. You you liked the single, correct? I, without you, right? Something like that. Yes, yes. I thought it was really good, but I I almost got angry at them because I feel like the two brothers are so fucking arrogant that they yes. they decided that they wanted to get rid of fucking Anthony. Uh, Michael Anthony. Yeah, Michael Anthony. Yeah. I was gonna say Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. I would have liked that record. Um, but you know, you kick out your your lead singer, and somehow the, the the Sammy Hagar thing works out for you. Yeah. How dare you try to do it a fucking third time? You mm. know, it's like they definitely had issues. And if you've seen that video, Eddie Van Halen was clearly toothless in the height of his <laughs> meth craze. <laughs> He had a goofy, like, raver kind of hat. He missed the grunge ever by about four years <laughs> too late. He was trying. He, it, it was sad. It was sad. I, I, I can't even comment on the whole record because I barely even listened to it. It's, it's number 12 without even thinking about it. <laughs> um, another one that I really gave no play to, uh, Balance. Okay, okay. Okay. The, from what I understand, uh, Eddie and Sammy, that was the the beginning of the end as far as friction between them and uh maybe it had that song from that twister movie on it i think that might have been the only thing okay but it's a piece of shit uh number 10 for unlawful carnal knowledge oh, sorry Dan. i hope he's listening he will be he needs to be educated right here um pound cake has a good riff yeah that's it what about the drill Fuck that drill, man. What about right right now? Right now is a great song. Right now is the piano. One of the worst fucking songs <laughs> ever. It's a listen piano riff. I'm not going to debate. It. Obviously, it's a well written, put together piece of music. Okay, Just, I'm not going to question that. But when it's used on every montage by like CNN about what's going on in the world today and time and like overdone in the video and shit, I couldn't take it anymore. And I don't like Sammy Hagar. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I do like the riff in Pound Cake. That's about it for me. You know. They got some they got some jams in there. And and for, around. Un, for unlawful carnal knowledge. Yeah. See, and I think yes. obviously you're gonna hear a lot of Sammy hatred. Okay. You know, there's two camps, obviously, with that stuff. I the David Lee Roth era is when I fell in love with Van Halen, so obviously it, it is closest to my heart. I w- did not like the breakup. I was kind of done with Van Halen then. But Ranking the Hagar albums up here, I'm going to come in with uh, OU812 at uh, number nine. Uh, wasn't a big fan, obviously. What a catchy name. Yeah, very. <laughs> it's it's almost like Brett Michaels, kind of yeah, brilliant, yeah. kind of double entendre right there. We're going to call it OU812. I know. You get, you get it? To be on the fly on the wall when they came yeah. up with this. I mean, geez. It's uh, brilliant, but I I do like the guitar picking and finish what you started. Pretty cool, unique blues grass yeah. kind of playing, but uh, different tone. Not a fan of the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight, fifty one fifty, which uh, had some good stuff on it. It really did. I had the rec- I had the tape, the cassette. Um, 
the track 5150 the solo on it's fantastic but what just turned me off uh and summer nights was kind of a typical van halen song that was written well like it sounded like an old van halen thing but love comes walking in and why can't this be love was such a <laughs> departure from it was like a clear statement like all right we're not going to be that rocking we, we want to open up for Richard Marks. Yeah, we're clearly making a statement what we where we're going, yeah. and I was not getting on board. You yeah, know? not that they gave a shit because they sold lots of records. They didn't care what <laughs> Brian Langan thought out in Kutchog. You know, <laughs> where'd you where'd you buy that from? Square Circle, that cassette. Was it Square Circle? It could have been. I don't know if it, no no that was pre Sam Goody. That was pre because I Goody I, got it. <laughs> <laughs> it was Record World probably because that's all we had in Riverhead. You know. That was it. The head. Or Caldor, maybe. Nice. Caldor, yeah. <laughs> Caldor had some shit, yeah. Caldor, you had to go where you had to go then. Um, so now I'm into the Roth stuff, because that's my wheelhouse. Uh, number seven, The Different Kind of Truth, the album they made when they got back together for the after all those years. It's not the best album. Roth struggles clearly with a lot of notes. A lot of the songs were actually from their early demos, though. So they had some balls to them. It, 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 it was well played. It sounded good. Wolfgang did a solid job on the bass. It's oh, such a shame. They put out a record? Yes. Really? Yeah, they did the reunion tour. Yeah. I guess to test the waters, like, all right, is this, did can people we take give a this shit? fucking yeah. guy again? Like, David Lee yeah. Roth. But, you know, in retrospect, the, the Van Halen brothers are clearly dicks, too. So who they was the biggest assholes? Yeah. Maybe it wasn't him. I don't know. They're probably all very hard to get along with. I, I, I it, they have to be you like know? complete. Like I remember seeing, like remember when like Van Halen got together with David Lee Roth at like MTV Music Awards. Yep. Yes, I yep. forget what year it was. I was so fucking excited yeah. when they walked out together. And, and he was just hamming oh, it up yeah. so he hard. He loved it. He was just like, ah! yeah. Smozy, bozy, bop. He, he oh. was in the mic yelling that. And you could see them, like, the faces on the other guys. Like, oh, shit. Yep, here we go here again. We, go. we let the fucking genie out of the bottle because here. I, I and then like... Beck won an award. And Beck came up. And Dave's even behind Beck, like, practically doing soft <laughs> shoe tap dancing. Like, bop, da bop. And they were... <laughs> <laughs> and Beck liked it because uh -huh. who would and everyone uh -huh. was excited then and I think it pretty much at the post press conference it looked like in their eyes that this is not gonna fucking happen it's not gonna work is, I, I guess what happens is like you, you just get in that room and you're like oh shit I hate you <laughs> like I fucking hate you so much <laughs> and it's not like they were broke they weren't no. poor no so at that point, it's like, uh, you know, they were probably just like, oh, yeah, this is just not going to work. One day we might have to do this, but not today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when they finally did get back together, they toured, and I got to see them for the first time, and they were fantastic. Uh, Eddie was cleaned up, obviously, and playing great. And uh, I mean, it's a shame they couldn't have just done whatever with Michael Anthony to bring him in, because... He's not a, the best bass player in the world, but his harmonies. harmonies Backups. Are, he's one of the best. Who's doing the harmonies then? Wolfgang. Really? And he's, listen, the kid's got it in his jeans. I mean, he playing it like no sweat. And he picked the set list. He had his finger on the pulse of a lot of old deep cuts that people wanted to hear. Yeah. And uh, the set list was killer. Like a lot of old heavy shit that they, you know, not just jump and whatever. But uh, <laughs> the jump. album's not bad. It's not bad. Um, yeah. You you hear it here. 
<laughs> um, number six, 1984. Uh, these all I could interchange a lot of these, okay? But uh, maybe mainly because it's a little synth heavy for me. Uh, Very synth heavy. That's when they went to jump, and that that's really when they went com- like since we're in the front of the mix for Absolutely. the first time. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And there's great stuff on there. House of Pain, Drop Dead Legs, another one of my favorite riffs. Uh, and they had a ton of hits on it. Panama, Hot for Teacher, all the staples and stuff, you know. Um, but that's on an album I can listen to except for the deeper cuts now. Because, I mean, how many fucking times have you heard Hot for Teacher yeah. or Panama? It's like Stairway to Heaven. Did you Do you ever need to hear Stairway to Heaven again no. the rest of your life? Yet no. some people, like on the occasion that for some reason I'm listening to the radio because someone has it on. Mm -hmm. Like, who the fuck is still calling a radio station to request (laughs) a fucking song? How the fuck is that possible? They're out there. Yeah, I know that. And FM radio is one of the worst things. I would probably rather get a root canal than listen to a half hour of FM radio. I just don't understand. Like, maybe if you're, like, on a work site, maybe, and, like, the guy that you're working for is, like, a (laughs) hundred. Yeah, well, you, I've been there, and, you know, the same Kansas songs came on. I mean, now the stuff I grew up with is classic rock, but, uh, it's like, all right, but I wouldn't think, like, I gotta get on the phone. Yeah, I gotta get on the fucking phone. (laughs) I gotta get on my rotary. right at all. (laughs) I gotta get on I know what we need to hear. Yeah. I know what Journey song is. Is, it, is, it, is this Wolfman Jack? Yeah, man. This is Brian from Cutchug. <laughs> Yo, you know what I got here, right? Yo, what's your favorite radio station? <laughs> Hit Pater with Cater. <laughs> yeah, no, that's th- those songs have been overplayed, but there's some good stuff on it. But um, so I ranked that number six. Uh, Top five, man. This is, this is it. This is like this is this is it. This is, the this is what you've all been waiting <laughs> for. This is what you tuned in for, right here. Yeah. This is the serious shit, right um, here. Number five, Van Halen two. Uh, again, a lot of good songs on it that I like. Uh, Light up the sky, Spanish fly, which is a acoustic solo that Eddie played, which is a, the, one of the most amazing things I've heard played on acoustic. It's not human what he did with this the tapping on it and everything like that it's uh but beautiful girls dance the night away again songs i you know they're good songs they're well-written songs but i don't need to fucking hear you don't them need again. them yeah no um so i ranked that number five uh number four diver down which a lot of van halen fans don't wouldn't rank as high it has uh quite a few covers on it pretty woman uh um dancing in the streets uh, actually, Big Bad Bill is Sweet William Now is a cover that actually had Eddie and Alex's father played flute on it because he was a jazz musician back in the day. I guess that's where they got in their bloodlines. But uh, Little Little Guitar is one of my favorite songs. Um, still a great song. Hang 'em High. There's a lot of stuff that rocks on that record. Um, and uh, again, they went for a poppy thing and stuff. And I think I don't think the rest of Van Halen liked it as much as Dave did. He Dave loved singing, dancing in the streets, and all that shit. Like he is, could... <laughs> yo, he is ham. He is the definition of a ham. Yeah. Uh, did Did you ever listen to his radio show when he yes. got yes. in for Stone? Yep. Yeah. That yep. was hard. That was an effort to yep. sit through because he's just like eight hundred words a minute, and he's not on, even on cocaine. Uh no yeah it, I I tried just for shits and giggles and like um he just uh he's got his shtick thing like the Steven Tyler thing like he's got this like way yeah. of talking and yeah. you're just like you either buy in or you don't if you don't buy in it's pretty Listen, painful they are the 
you know, <clears throat> textbook front men as far as the, you know, the showman, the everything. It, is David Lee Roth the best singer? Absolutely not. And I, I remember everyone was saying, well, Sammy's a better singer and this and that. But I'm, I'm into metal, punk, shit like that. Is hitting every note no. perfectly yeah. important of me? No. No. I want the entertaining guy. You know what I mean? I, I. That's why I like him better. He's not the best technically, but he, he's he's the man. He yeah. was the showman. Even for someone like me, or, or maybe Parker too. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not a Van Halen fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could appreciate them, but like, holy shit, that guy is like the front man's front man. Yeah. All those eight, all those glam bands that followed. The Sunset Strip guys, the crews, the rats, whatever. That's all David Lee Roth, one on yeah. one. I acknowledge him like people acknowledge Derek Jeter from the Yankees that yeah. aren't Yankee fans. Listen, when <laughs> they were playing backyard parties in Pasadena, and that was the show to go to. Yeah, that was every. They got a buzz so quickly, and when they started touring, I mean, they were they were just a ball of fire when they came out. I mean, I remember the, they opened for Black Sabbath. Uh, I think Black Sabbath was touring on. Uh, I don't know if it was volume four. It was one of the ones when they were really just technical ecstasy. One of the ones where they just didn't, Ozzy was still in the group and they were smoking them off the stage. Yeah. They were coming out like a ton of energy. I would imagine. To a drugged out Sabbath. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, I mean, they were blowing everyone away, you know, when they first came out. But uh, yeah, so Diver Down, number four. Number uh, three. Number three. <laughs> With a bullet. Yeah. Uh, women and children first. Uh very, uh, my f- top three are the harder Van Halen albums. A uh, lot of good songs on this. The Cradle Will Rock is a badass riff uh, in a simple rhyme. Torah, Torah. A lot of heavy stuff on this. Take Your Whiskey Home. Um, it, it's, uh, a, it, it's a very heavy record for, for Van Halen, so obviously that resonates with me. Um, uh, number two, Van Halen 1. Uh Easily could have been number one, but not for me. But Eruption, which I remember hearing when I was in fifth grade, and like, what the fuck? Like that, and that was one take. Was that 78? Yes. I w- it wasn't in 78 that I was, that I heard it new. <laughs> Let's just, for the record, <laughs> I am 44. Yeah. <laughs> Diver Down was kind of the first one, but I remember hearing Eruption, and he did that in one take. That was just a warm up. Yeah. And, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, it really spawned another generation. If you go with Jimi Hendrix, that spawned off, like, all these people that, you know, uh, Townsend and stuff, what to do with sound and their guitars and stuff, Van Halen launched another generation yeah. of guitar no, players. super valid. Yeah. Uh, very valid to say that, yeah. Like, mm. he, he's, you know, what, like, what Hendrix did, like, he did the, the same thing yes. with, with that, so. It birthed a, t- a ton of players. Actually, too many that went tap happy. Yeah. <laughs> in well, the, yeah, that's true too. But when I got a guitar, that's what I had to learn first. You know, yeah. I had to tap. Did you? Yeah, I had to learn. Because <laughs> you know, eruption was such a big deal to me. But uh, I don't know why I can't tap. I can't couldn't tap well, but yeah. I just wanted to try. I mean, that's what impressed me even more about I that. Practice but, uh, online. Uh, Running with the devil, Atomic Punk. Uh, it, for a debut record, it's one of the best debut records in history, in my opinion, because it, there's not a weak spot on it, and uh, it's just capturing a band at the peak of their powers right Especially there. Especially 78, man. 78, like, nothing was really popping like yeah. that that I yeah. could think of. 
No, they had an edge to them. Yeah. And uh, as far as technical pro- proficiency goes, no one could fucking touch them. Yeah. I mean, they're all great players in their own right, and R- Roth is going to get you attention. Listen, the guy could do, like, he could kick, like, really high in the air, like, when he kick, <laughs> like, he could almost, like... He's in killer shape, He still. could, like, knee his, like, nose, yeah. like, you know? Nah, he's, uh... He's a special front man. I mean, uh, there's no questioning it. Uh, a swordsman in like Japan, like he's got like yeah, a- he travels all over the world. Yeah, I read his biography, Crazy from the Heat. The Heat. Yeah, it's as bad as listening to his radio show. <laughs> it's like 500 pages of like a run-on sentence. Hey man, <laughs> there's like no periods in it, no punctuation. <laughs> yeah. It's just like bob da bob da bob da bob. I'm like, holy One fuck, my head. Five hundred page yes. run on sentence. If you do want to read a book on Van Halen, though, uh, Ian Christie wrote one. Sounds of the Beast. Oh god, uh, he wrote an unauthorized biography about them. But and usually unauthorized biographies, I'm hesitant on. But this book is fantastic. Uh, his his pedigree is amazing. He's he's knee deep in everything. That guy Ian Christie. He knows so much yeah. shit. You know, I respect that guy so much. And he wrote a great book. It's on Bazillion Points, which I'm a big fan of. If you go to their website, they have so many good books there. Um, so number one. Whoa, boy! It, here we go. <laughs> is a uh, fair warning for me. Yes. It was. Uh, the first two cassettes I ever got were Van Halen Fair Warning and uh, Def Leppard Pyromania for Christmas. My brother gave me that one year, 84, 85, whatever. Um, I love that album because it's heavy, but it hits on a million different things. It, it shows so much range. There's a lot of funk on it. They do a song called uh, Sunday Afternoon in the Park with a lot of electronic stuff on it. Hear about it later. Down tempo stuff. Dirty movies. Mean Streets. The tapping in the intro to Mean Streets is badass. And the grooves on it are ridiculous. The grooves that they play are a lockstep amazing. Um, that is one of my favorite albums of all time by any band, period. What year was that? Um, what What order was it in? Well, you got Van Halen, one, two, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think Women and Children was, I think Fair Warning was third. Okay. I don't know if I'm getting that wrong. Th- Van, uh, Women and Children first and Fair Warning was right around the same time, but uh, I, I, it was third or fourth. But um, Yeah, sometimes bands come out swinging with the first record mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, you have your whole life to write that. Yes. Um, but sometimes a band doesn't get cooked until, like, that third record. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like Pyromania. W- yeah. yeah, but still, exactly. like High and Dry was pretty fucking yeah, awesome. It was. It's good, yeah. You know, it some, some bands grow like that. But like you said, you have your whole—that's what they always say. You have like ten years to write your first record, and then like a year to write yeah, your second from record. There, yeah, you know? especially if people give a shit. Yeah, and they start listening. Sure. Um, you know, you you go on tour, and then from there, you're like, oh shit, now we have to make another record, and uh, hope it doesn't suck. Yeah. You know. Sure. So number one. Fair warning. Fair warning. Yes. That's it. If any of you whippersnappers <laughs> want to know anything else about Van Halen or want to know who they are, <laughs> Johnny Mike, <laughs> hit Doc. me up on our new uh, Facebook group there. That's it. Doc yeah. Doc is definitely uh, going to take you up on that. So <laughs> I know some people are going to have problems with the list because as long as you throw something up on the internet, yes. someone's going to have a fucking Bring problem. Bring it. Yeah. Bring it. I got answers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right. So, uh, when we first started doing this podcast, um, I think we mildly or quickly brushed on like Parker um, losing his mind and moving to Michigan. 
Um, and we never really got a chance to figure out why the fuck he did. And then he also had had a clothing company, and we still don't know shit about it. So like, we figure like, you know, Jeff's not here. Show and Paul. Yeah. Sean, <laughs> Sean John. Yeah, Sean John. <laughs> I'm For like, us, by us. Yeah, Fubu. Yo, Damon Jones, Shark Tank. That's yeah, man. Cool. Love that shit. Um, Could have been you, man. I know. So what came first? You you went to Michigan first, yeah. right? Yeah. Why'd you go? Uh, when I quit playing music, I pretty much had nothing going on. I didn't have a job. Nothing was going on. So I, I just needed to do something. So I wound up, uh, I think I found the ad for the place that I worked for. I think it was in the newspaper. And, you know, they marketed it as a, uh, you know, marketing advertising company, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, no experience necessary, all that other shit. So, uh, and I called the phone number and uh, set up an interview. I thought that it was odd that, you know, they were getting me in the next day. I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, I have no experience, you know. So you called up some number. Yeah. And you knew that it was going to be in Michigan. No, 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 no. Okay. This was on Long Island. Okay. okay. In Farmingdale, okay. believe it or not. Good. Um, Right you by... You had me at no experience necessary. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, it was right by uh, the Farmingdale train station, like down the street from where I live now. Uh-huh. Crazy. Um, Relax, fans out there. Don't be coming to, to stalk the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah really. Um, Some people lined up. Farmingville, Farmingville. Yeah, that's right, that's yes. right. Um, so I go there and... Uh, show for the interview and uh you know i was sitting in the waiting room and the secretary gives you paperwork to fill out blah 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 um so this guy uh (laughs) takes me into like one of the offices and he's kind of drilling me with questions like past work experience and all that shit blah 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 and he gives me this kind of like this questionnaire to fill out this like you know like what drives you what are you looking for this and that blah 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 so he was goes, it multiple questions? What drives you? <laughs> I mean, it was like, it, you know, yeah, it was like, you know, you know, like money and family and all that shit, you know. So so he goes, all right. He goes, uh, he goes, come with me. He goes, we're going for a ride. And I'm just like, what the what fuck? The Where the fuck, fuck are we going? Good. Or whatever. He goes. Sounds uh, like a Serbian film. A yeah. He goes, uh, he goes, I'm going to show you the uh, I'm going to show you the first step of the company or whatever. So I'm like, oh, all right. Whatever. What kind of car did he have? What kind of car? Was it like a van or something? No, no. It was just a, I don't know, like a Blacked fucking Toyota. Windows. I don't okay, know. Yeah. Just a Toyota or some shit. I don't know. So uh, I forget where the hell we went, like what town we went to or whatever. And, uh, you know, we so we stop at a street or whatever, and uh, and he's got like this folder or whatever, or like a briefcase or some shit, and he takes out these... Uh, Chloroform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he takes out these certificates, and I'm just like, "Oh, I'm like, what is that?" He's like, "Oh, he's like, this is what I'm going to show you today. This is this is like step one of like the company or whatever." So I'm just like, "What the fuck is going on here?" or Whatever. At any point, did you just want to get the fuck out of the car? Oh, I couldn't because he drove. But I'm saying, like, yeah. Yeah, but still, you could just be like, "Hey, listen, I got to go take a piss at seven. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess. But I had fucking nothing going on, so I figured, "Fuck it, I'll hang out for this day. I'll hang out for the day. It's paid training. The guy's going to buy me lunch. Fuck it. Oh, I got paid nothing. training and lunch. Yeah, okay. I got nothing I better to go with. Yeah, you know? <laughs> say no more, fam. Yeah. And we ain't talking about Taco Bell either. <laughs> Ooh, you know. So uh, Chipotle. So the guy goes and he knocks on a door, and I'm just like, "Oh shit, this is fucking door to door sales." Ah, uh, you know, yeah. So uh, that's fucking. Do you know terrible. what you were selling at this point? Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much. Uh, it was a, it was a card for the Islanders, for New York Islanders, and uh, I think it was fifty bucks, 
and you get one it was one free ticket automatically right off the bat so that ticket pays you back for what you buy and then for like the rest of the hockey season i think it was like 10 like buy one get one free tickets if you have this thing so you know so this kid starts fucking selling these things and i and i just start seeing people handing this kid fucking money like money 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 like fucking 10 houses in this kid has fucking like 200 dollars i'm like holy fucking shit man like what the fuck is this like i I would not be happy if someone came to my house to sell fucking anything and and i'm just like fuck i was like i maybe i could do this i don't know so uh (laughs) you know so i hang out with the kid for the whole fucking day actually we go to lunch picturing like uncle rico and fucking (laughs) (laughs) no he he was young he was I don't know, maybe With the 25. Ship and the- yeah. yeah, maybe 25 that. or something. <laughs> um, so we go, we get lunch, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, oh, he's like, so what do you think so far? And I was just like, dude, like, I don't know if I could do this. He's like, no, 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 this is just step one. And everybody starts this way and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, so we go back to the office. He pays me, you know, he gives me the paid training or whatever. And he's just like, look, he goes, if this is for you, come back tomorrow. I'll take you out again tomorrow. Make more money. You know, you get paid. You get paid if you sell stuff either way the first, like, week or so because you got paid training or whatever. So I'm like, fuck it, man, paid training. I'll just keep fucking going back or whatever. <laughs> so I go back after I think it's, like, a week or something. And then, like, uh, they go, okay, you know, you, you know what you're doing now. So I'm like, oh, okay. Thanks for the confidence. So you, so you did it for a week. I went with him for a week. Okay. So I had, like, the paid training for a week. So I go out uh, – on my own, like the first day or whatever, and I forget what the hell. Yeah, I think I, in your car, right? Yes, yes. Um, and I think it was for like Pizza Hut or some shit. Um, and I tank. I think I. Like, what were you selling? Pizza Hut, or like what? Uh, the Pizza Hut was. Uh, I think it was twenty bucks. Same shit. You get a free pizza just to pay for the thing, and then for the. So you were like a walking Groupon. Yes, and then for the <laughs> yes. next sale, uh, for the next year. Because they, they wanted you to target families. So, like, most people with, like, you know, married with children, they'll get two pizzas. So, like, these people would buy this thing, and they would never pay for the second pizza. So, wh- all right. So, figure this. You got those? No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> so, uh, you get in your car. You have all this shit. Yeah. Like, do, do they give you, like, a neighborhood? or you Yeah, just, they give you a map, yeah. They give you a yeah, map. Yeah. And then what, it's called territory. Yeah. 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 That's right, actually. Do you yeah. remember? Uh, you sure you weren't the guy driving me around? <laughs> You son of a bitch! <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember your pitch when you knocked on the door? It was like, oh, it, it was. Uh, <laughs> Hi, ma'am. Yeah. Well, it was. Uh, it ahead, was. Give us some of that magic. No, no. It was. Yeah, in, tell me. It was intro, short story, presentation, close, and rehash. Five steps to a sale. Rehash. Huh? Yeah. Oh, the repeat. Sell the multiples. Oh, okay. yeah, sell the multiples. Ah. Yeah. So, uh, so now it's funny. So. I get the hang of it sooner or later. I got knocked on my ass for a while, but then I start, uh, then I start getting pretty consistent. Like I'm selling, like I think like eight to fifteen, like a day. And the whole thing that they said to you, they were just like, "Look, like you're not supposed to be doing this for like the rest of your life. Like once you know what you're doing, now we want you to start teaching people. And now when you start teaching people, not only do you make the money that you make, pyramid." Yeah. You oh. get a percentage of what they make, and I was like, "Oh, okay." That's step two. Profit sharing. Oh, okay. I could, I could, I could handle that or whatever. So, uh, 
you know, start being consistent and I start, you know, building a team, you know, of people or whatever. And uh, this is probably so that w- I started with that. That was in October, I think, of 2001. So January 2002, like I said, I quit Sky Came Falling. Like that was, that was the end of that around, I think, June of 2002. Um, they have a meeting and they go, uh, they go, look, we just got offered to open up uh, a brand new office in Grand, Ma- Grand Rapids, Michigan. So I'm like, holy fucking shit, man. I'm like, Michigan. They're like, we're handpicking, I think it was five guys or eight guys. And we're going to share an office with another, you know, group of people. So I was like, same thing. Fuck it. What the fuck do I have to fucking stay here for? You know, I got nothing going on. So I literally went home. Yeah, no girlfriend, nothing no. going on. Literally went still living with my parents. Yeah. I was just like, peace. You know, loaded up my shit. What'd they say? Oh, they were fucking furious. Really? Oh, they they knew what it was about, but I was just like, no, no, I'm going to be a millionaire. And really? What, yeah, what'd they yeah. tell you? What'd your parents uh, say? They pretty much called me a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know, nice way of saying it or whatever. You went from playing drums to this? Jesus yeah, fucking. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. back to the drums, you idiot. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So uh, so we get there, and we drive there, too. We drive to fucking Michigan. And, uh, you know, we meet the, uh, we meet the you know, the, the, the Michigan guys or whatever we'll call them. And just, I mean, there really is, you know, a difference between regular people and people from New York. Like, just, like, the fucking intensity. Because, like, you meet these guys from Michigan, and, you know, they all got fucking nerdy guys with glasses. And, okay, so, you know, let me hear your sales pitch and all this shit and blah, blah, blah. So I think the first thing that... He was like Matthew McConaughey in The Wolf of yes, Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. You told him like, you were beating your yeah. chest and shit. So I think the first <laughs> thing... I think the first thing that they gave us to go out with was... Uh, what the fuck? It was for oil changes. I forget what company it was. But it was the same shit. You know, it was... Uh, 30 bucks and you get a free oil change right off the bat and then when you and your wife go to get oil changes hers is for free for the next year or whatever what time do you go like what, like nine to five type shit that you're yeah, not doing yeah um no one gets hostile oh yeah okay. yeah oh yeah yeah and i mean that doesn't like knock you off your game they always they the way that they pitched it they were just like the more people you see the more money you're gonna make yeah. so they were just like if this guy slams the door sell his neighbor too you know, that's the, that's the way that they pitched it. No one ever pulled a gun on you? No. And I was in some fucking ghetto neighborhoods in fucking, like, Kalamazoo and shit. When yeah. I, like, the ghetto of fucking Michigan. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I'm sure Kid Rock would pull a gun on you. <laughs> yeah. And basically anyone who has a gun would probably pull a gun on you. Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, that's, that, your sales is rough, man. Yeah. I, I hate it, and uh, but I mean, more power to you, I guess, if you could do it, you know? Uh, yeah. I just can't imagine, like, knocking on a door, and, like, as soon as, like, two people, like, look at me, like, they're just like, nah. No. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go home. I but, mean, I would never open the door for anybody. Even no, people just, I know. Yeah. Like, friends come <laughs> over, and uh, family, especially. Like Todd I'm like, Reynolds. Oh, jeez. Shut the lights yeah. off. Yeah, and be quiet. You just, like, look at You're just like, nah. Like, I definitely know. No. This guy looks like he's from New York. <laughs> I think he has an oil change. I know you're in there. Open the door. Hey, you're in there. I see you. My name's Parker from New York. Want an oil change? <laughs> so I had that. What, the oil change? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, from yeah. there, what, what happened? Uh, from there, funny enough, so we, 
you know, so we obviously we didn't have a place to like. It's not like we fucking moved there and we were just like, oh, we have a house. Like, so we wind up moving into a house with this other, you know, with the company that's there already. And uh, so it's just a bunch of dudes living in a house. Pretty much, yeah. It was. It's like a frat house. Yeah. Now at this point, were you guys like um, getting wasted, like yeah, watching the, porn together? Not. Th- we didn't get that crazy. You guys skiing? De- definitely wasted. Was there hazing? Yeah. No. Uh-huh. Um, no shaving cream. Yeah. Too, so. <laughs> but uh, after I think probably about two months, um, not only do we have the entire Michigan guys quit the job. But we actually kicked them out of their own house, so wow. it's almost like we went there and like overtook their shit. <laughs> and then the guy that I went with, who was my manager, he winds up not only cheating on one of the guy's girlfriends, but then like cheating. sleeping with her and like dating her after that. Well, at least he dated her. Yeah, yeah, you know, banging her and <laughs> just leaving yeah, her is yeah. like that's come on. Wow. We're civil I, over here. This is our territory yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. This is a civil podcast. I'm coming here to. Fuck your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to date her after. It's a civil podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, but that's that's crazy. Nah. So so you guys are over there. Um, and what's like the neighborhood like? Like the difference between like. We were in uh, Grand Rapids, which is, uh, you know, downtown Grand Rapids. So it was almost like living in the city. Yeah. So we actually leave. We leave the house that we're living at and we wind up staying at. A, we actually get a. Uh, a rental actually above the biggest bar in Grand Rapids. So literally all you have to do is walk down the stairs and hundreds of, you know. What the hell what the hell was popping back in 2002 downstairs? What what was the redneck from Michigan uh ICP? Uh, I yeah. don't even know. Oh, music-wise, I don't yeah. even know. Show us your it, Juggalo it, tattoo, it, man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> they were probably doing the. Well, that was what 2003, so they were probably rocking the. Uh, they were probably rocking the Hoobastank. Yeah. And uh, uh. they were doing that shit. And uh. Parker, Parker's Juggalo tattoo from his uh, salesman job in Michigan. Uh. <laughs> Did you? I'll have- buy that Pizza Hut card, but you got to prove you down with the clown. <laughs> Show me a hatchet, man. Whoop whoop. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so your parents like hit you up and they're like, so how's it going over there? Did they feel like maybe they made a mistake? Cause you... having me. Yes. And the... <laughs> I think it's time to come home. Bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying like, were they like throwing a line out to you being like, all right, enough of this Michigan. Oh shit. yeah. Every phone call. Yeah. Every phone call, you know, and I, I what about your friends? Like the guys in, in the band, they... uh, them, I wasn't even talking to anymore. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't even talking to them anymore. And, uh, this was the point that, like I said, now I would start going to like like Tower Records and Best Buys, and I'd be like, "Holy shit!" Like, there's my friend's band. Like, there's this friend's band. You know, they're on. You know, there's Thursday on the cover of Alternative Press. There's I, I remember, uh, you know, getting uh, like the Victory Records like DVD, and I put it on. I'm just like, that fucking Taken Back Sunday band. They're still together, huh? Yeah, you know, still <laughs> together. Still these together. fucking guys, you know. <laughs> um, Shit like that. So, uh, hey, I was in this band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just make sure yeah. you just like. <laughs> Did the other guys in, in the house like listen to cool music? Well, it's or funny it... because uh, I think I put on like Glassjaw or something, and they were just like, "Oh man, this band is sick." And I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "I was buddies." Was no bullshit. And I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "But they're on like Roadrunner and shit." I'm like, "Yeah," but they're from Long Island, dickhead. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we were. You <laughs> know? Oh, that's cool, man. And uh, one of the guys that I actually lived with was. Uh, Good friends with From One of the Ashes. Okay. Funny enough. Nice. So, uh, 
and I got into this huge argument with one one of the fucking guys because uh, he thought that uh, he thought that the band Movie Life, hi Alex, was uh, a, what the fuck did he think that they were? He thought that they were a punk band, and he thought the Kill Your Idols was an emo band. And I was like, no, that's completely reversed. Well, you know, it's you it's know? just weird. It's like tags are so bizarre especially with the tag emo like what the fuck is emo it's pointless it's like the it's like grunge like when you think of grunge like it's like okay Allison Chains Soundgarden Nirvana Pearl Jam grunge bands what the fuck they sound nothing alike no um and like emo emo as I remember it you know was just like Rights of Spring, like stuff like that. Like, that was but the first time I was hearing that term, but then yeah. it, became it was like, derogatory. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is like emo because it was like the Pussies. the the anti uh, black flag thing. Like right. black right. flag the shows were getting direction. too violent, right. and it's like, okay, now we're gonna have you know Rights of Spring and all these other bands that are just kind of like not cool with you know the meathead violence that was going on. So, um, but now it's like I don't know, like. Green Day will be considered emo, and it's like, like the word was dumb to begin with, but I think like as time went on, it just got even worse and worse. But like grunge was the worst. Grunge, like it just made no sense whatsoever. It's like because I guess you look grungy because you have a flannel or something. That was such a bad label slapped on that. You know what? A lot of those bands were just metal bands. Alice in Chains is a metal band. Metal band. Soundgarden's a metal band. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But like. But, you know, some of the guys got short hair. Yeah. They don't look quite like the metalheads we're used to. They got to be something else, you know? And yeah, because it that. was at that time where it was yeah. like... But I remember, like, Sears Catalog or something would have, like, get into get into grunge. And, like, they'd have, like, all these, like, models posed with, like, purposely ripped flannels. They had fashion shows with people walking down with, like... Well, the, the movie Hype, which is a yes. music documentary. Yes, great documentary. Um... So, I, I think that, what was it like Rolling Stone? That couldn't have been Rolling Stone. They're not that stupid. Somebody called oh, these when they people called Sub Pop. Yeah, and they got that girl that made up those made up all those fucking things. It's like um, my favorite was hanging on the flippity flop. Yeah, like, that's like it means just hanging out. Yeah, and they published it exactly. So, <laughs> so she gave them all these bogus meanings and and like slang words that supposedly like grunge kids use, and it was all fucking made up. And they fucking published them. Epic. Yeah. Oh, so good, so yeah. good. Um, digress, though. Yeah, digress. <laughs> so, so you're 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 staring at, at Victory Records, and then from there, um, you know, you're going through the record stores and stuff, and then from there, you're probably thinking like, shit, I'm in Michigan selling oil changes and a house full of dudes that I probably don't really know well, mm-hmm. far from home, and do you just kind of like snap out of it and think like? I think I need to get back to the band immediately. Well, that's pretty much what I did. One one morning, I woke up and uh, I'm trying to remember when that was. I think that that was June, June of 2003. How so? How long were you? I there? think I was there for a year. Okay. Yeah, about a year. And uh, I mean, the thing is, I was making enough money to survive and pay rent. It's not like I was, you know, out blowing guys for money, which was nice. <laughs> that's nice too. You know, don't get me wrong. Pays well. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Not judging you if you did. Yeah. If you get the right block. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> territory. You got to be in the right territory. It's all about territory. You know? um, but, uh, you know, I, I remember getting into, uh, I remember the one band that I got really into when I was there was In Flames. Oh, and of course. I, yeah, yeah. I, ne- I never, 
I never really gave that band a shot, and I think uh, awesome. I think actually my parents had sent me like a like a gift card for my birthday or something, and that was one of the bands that I got. And I was like, "Holy fuck, man!" Yeah, I'm like, "This band is Swedish. intense." Well, yeah, they, they had, uh, melodic death yeah. metal yeah. sound. Well, yeah, they had that the career. Gates, all those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they had that career where it's like they started off super metal, mm-hmm. and then it's almost like they just got like poppier and poppier yeah. with every record. Yeah, they yeah. were trying to do something. I actually, I I kind of like some of their stuff their yeah me too stuff it's you know just because it has more melody in yeah. it some metal yeah. has I mean, the, oh my god the first melody. one that I got growling how all d- the time how dare th- there be melody how in here how dare they change the first one that I got, in, got into was that, uh, was that claiming one killer yeah. record yeah and then uh, but I remember the one that I got in Michigan was Roof to Remain of that album and too. that was fucking sick I mean that yeah. drumming on that opening track I was like holy shit yep. killer um so yeah, so I was still listening to music and trying to stay up on you know new shit that was coming out or whatever. And and you weren't playing at all, so no, your, your uh, tops were. I I you go to Guitar Center like a, every other jerk off in Michigan. No, I didn't. I didn't even do that. But I'm. Let I, me try I, out those again. Yeah. You again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This fucking, yo, that guy's coming. Lock the door. We're closed. Yeah. I do remember though. Somebody, somebody, I was somehow, in a band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody somehow fucking. I remember did bring a drum set over, and I, I wound up playing. Really? That's yeah, so yeah, random. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. They just come over with a drum set. I think set? it was like some. some I don't even fucking know. <laughs> I've never I've come heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Like a guitar maybe strapped <laughs> yeah. in your back. Uh, this guy had a bass drum, like yeah, a one man yeah. band. <laughs> My friend's coming over with a drum set. <laughs> definitely you guys a, got room I could set this up. Definitely a blur. Um, and the first Kill Switch album too. I remember buying that there because yeah. that was the same thing with them. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Kill with Switch the, with the singer Jesse. Right? Yes. Oh, that's a great record. Yeah, He's you know. Back in now, right? Yeah. 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 I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "This band is still together," you know. So, um, did you ever play them any Sky Came Falling? Your, your yeah, roommates? yeah. And a couple of them knew it, and a couple of them knew the band. So, so from there, you you're know. just thinking like, "Fuck, man!" Like. I just got to get back. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you reach out to the band members at all? Like, I, I mean, wind up. Uh, who was your closest friend out of the, uh, at that point? I mean, <laughs> from the band. It, it's more like who was talking to me at that point because I pretty much, you know, just I never. Right, been... Who hated you the least? It's <laughs> 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 uh, a tough one. Yeah. Probably John Clerk and the other guitars. Okay, perfect. Um, so I think I called him actually when I got home. And uh, oh, maybe maybe it was Cameron. I don't even remember. It was one of the two. And uh, I was like, "What's going on?" You know, I'm home. Blah blah blah. And they're like, "Oh, they're like perfect timing. They're like, we're actually playing our last show at uh, at Hellfest." Dope. I'm like, "Fuck, man." So he was just like, "Hey, you know, if you want to hatch your ride, we'll hang out for the weekend." Blah blah. blah. So that's like I said when I went and uh and I remember seeing uh I remember seeing Cameron take you know shirts out. Where was Hellfest? Syracuse. So you went from Michigan. No, 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 I went home and oh, then so I you jumped. Went home. Yeah, I went home and then I jumped in with them. Oh, I got to hear about this. So, like, yeah. you tell them, you tell the guys you're at. Like, what, what's that day like? What do you mean? Like, you, your roommates? You're just like. Well, funny enough, they were going back to the Farmingdale um, office. Hey, man, could I hit you right? Yeah, and they were just like, yo. I was just like, yo. I was like, I think I'm gonna pop in real quick, say hi to my parents, see you later, you know. And I just fucking. You just went, yeah, I just went home. Yeah. <laughs> Are they still looking for you? They might be. I don't know. Years <laughs> later. Years later. Um, Milk cartons of like Parker's yeah. face in Michigan. <laughs> Have you seen this guy? Um, they had a they had a sick mom and pop video store. That that was my that was my favorite account. That's probably why I did so well on that account. That was a mom and pop video store what called. Saw, uh, it wasn't me. even Hollywood Video. It was it was something else video. And uh, but I killed that fucking account anyway. So, you, um, so, you so gotta, I so you... I go to Hellfest and then um, I'm kind of feeling the air out. Nobody 
at that point, they all fucking hated each other. They all hated each other. So it was almost like this guy drove himself. These two guys went with this guy. You know, Race went with my singer, Chris, because only the two of them were talking. So you're just riding along, though. They have another drummer. At yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know I, I, just went to, I just went to hang out. Do you know that new drummer? Uh, no, I met him that. I met him ar- around then. You shoot him like ice grills? Or like, yeah. uh, I, I figured I'll be nice to him because I don't know the kid. What I did you was my own. him backstage. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, fuck. Well, that dude's leg just got yeah. hurt. Luckily for you guys, I'm here. And, yeah. and I see Cameron start taking out the shirts and... Uh, and I was like, oh, I was like, what the fuck is the sleeping? And he's like, oh, that's my new band. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, well, I was like, I guess I'm not even gonna join a new band with these fucking guys or whatever. And yeah. uh, I remember they played Hellfest, and uh, I mean, those fucking festivals were always huge. It was probably fucking three thousand people they played in front of or some shit. And uh, you know, pretty much went home, and I was just like, ah, fuck it. I guess I'm done. You know, I guess I'm fucking not playing music anymore or any so- other shit. I mean, you know, and I mean, you did a good job of not playing because I would have missed it <laughs> yeah. somehow. Um, how do you get into the, the clothing biz? I think Rob Link actually reached out to me. I, I or Somehow he heard that I was home or something. And uh, I think we hung out one night and he was actually wearing one of the shirts. And I was just like, yeah, I was like, what is that? I was like, it's a cool fucking shirt. And it was actually it was the cover of uh, of Suspiria. Nice. But it didn't say suspiria across it and i was like what the fuck is that he goes oh he goes he goes this is my clothing company i was like what the fuck did you just say he's like yeah my clothing company i do a clothing company now and i was just like what the fuck are you talking about you know all right well that sounds pretty interesting so we're gonna take a break and we're gonna hit on the uh clothing company and then we're gonna do our top five uh rock docs Mm. or music documentaries so uh cool we'll be right back Hey, uh, okay, we're back for uh, part two. Um, I think uh, we said Rob Link, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Rob Link. And um, so when you came home, he had a clothing company. What was it, it called? It was called All Hallows Clothing. All Hallows Clothing. Yes. Cool, cool. And it was a big uh, homage to AFI. The he all, does like AFI All a lot. Hallows EP. So. Yeah, he does yeah. like AFI yeah, a lot. Yeah. Him and Brian Marr. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's um, in China right now? Yes, and who just got engaged? I know, I crazy. Saw, yeah. Popped the question. So yeah, good congrats, for him. congrats, good for him. Um, so yeah, so it was actually him and another guy who will remain nameless. We'll get to that later. Why that? Why that is? P Diddy. Yes, and uh, <laughs> so they contacted me, and it was just funny because they were just like, "Oh, well, this guy toured with all these big bands like Thursday and blah blah blah," and I was like, "Yeah." They go, "Well." We have this new vision, and we want to start, like, sponsoring bands. I was like, well, what the hell are you talking about? They're like, well, you know, like, we'll give these bands, you know, clothing to wear, and then, you know, these little 12-year-old girls who go to see them, they'll want to wear the same shit or whatever. Logically. You know, I was like, oh, okay. Did did Rob Link have any, uh, like, experience in the clothing company? Clothing company? Not really. I mean, he did a lot of... uh, Like, how did he stumble onto that? Uh, working with this guy, okay. Working with the other guy, they were doing. Uh, it, it was kind of like a UPS, but it wasn't UPS. I mean, it was like importing, exporting. Um, a company in Queens, and uh, they just worked together, and they both were into you know music, uh, horror movies. Okay, you know, same yeah. thing. So then I guess that's they. They just decided to try something. Yeah. What year was that? Uh, this was 
2004 or 5. I don't really remember. I don't okay. really remember. And they they I think that they were probably doing it for about a year before they got a hold of me. Um and uh you know it was the same thing then they just started, you know, designing shirts. I think at that point they only had really maybe like two shirts or whatever. And Now, now uh, what do you think they needed you or wanted you because you had no experience i think that it was the music thing i think it was the music affiliation yeah you know to hopefully have me help them you know find bands to to sponsor bands or whatever came home from michigan after selling yeah (laughs) i got sales experience you know (laughs) so so i mean the first band that i think that i went to was you know the sleeping okay you know because cameron and uh and they loved it they jumped right on board you know i mean who who the fuck is going to say no to free shit absolutely you know free clothing you know especially so how, so how did that work so they they make this stuff and then they just give it to the bands and then then they would they would wear it on tour promote it on tour shit like that i mean uh and it, what what where was the store was it like an online thing it, yeah it? i mean all of the all of the inventory was based out of the other guy's house he lived in lindenhurst and uh you know, it was all online. I mean, uh, you know, towards the middle when it started getting a little bit more notoriety, it actually some stores in Europe actually. Okay. The started. bands only wore the stuff. They you, they didn't sell it. At no, yeah, their, they just wore it. Yeah, yeah. they just wore it. So they and didn't take what, any. What they would tour. say something on stage like, "Hey, if you like what I'm wearing." No, I mean they they didn't do that. But I think it was like a lot of. I mean, a lot of the bands were on Warp Tour one one year and like. Uh, you could always crowbar stuff in. Like, yeah. If you're yeah. on on that type. You know, like even like like you said, Warp Tour. You mm-hmm. could always crowbar a little bit of that in, and people will see the name, yeah, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "Oh, all hollows you." Yeah. So. But I mean, I I mean, you were talking, you know, last Saturday, how how you did those two shows back to back. I mean, I remember there was uh, there was a couple like Saturday Sundays that like you know three of our bands would be playing on Long Island, and we would have to go to like you know Club Ritual, you know, to see yeah. like you know this band, and then like over to Crazy Donkey to see this band, and, and I mean, just and what was the uh, so so like. Uh, you would go see them, and like you would have merchandise with you. Yeah, or? I mean, it, it was kind of like if you were, if or like you just were, showing your face. If you were like a bigger band, you would get more stuff. Okay. So I mean, like uh, I remember, uh, you know, like local bands that kind of just played locally. Like you would get, you know, one two free shirts, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, you know, bands like the Sleeping that were going, you know, cross country. You know, we would give them, you know. Different shirts, different hats, you know, hooded sweatshirts, I mean, fucking socks, everything that we fucking made. So you guys made a lot of stuff. Yeah, I I mean, I I think the full line was probably something like, I don't know, maybe like 12 t-shirts, probably four hoodies. There was probably like uh, two winter hats, like four baseball hats. Stuff like that. I mean, and then at the point where we were actually going to, you know, going after like other guys that design stuff for like other bands too, you know, to get okay. get this, you know, design ideas from them too. Was there any competition? Anyone else doing the same thing? Ordinary. Ordinary. Yep. That was the this name was of the this was around the time that Ordinary was doing was doing the same thing. Ordinary Clothing, who sponsored Taking Back Sunday. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and I mean, obviously. Nothing is lucrative till it's lucrative. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, uh, I, I mean, with us, it was just kind of like uh, it's just kind of like being in a band. You know, it was the same thing. I mean, uh, I remember one of the one of my favorite times of doing that was we did uh, uh, Rock and Shock. 
the horror convention. Every time you say that, I just think of like that MTV Rock and Jock. Oh, Rock and Jock. Dan Cortez <laughs> Dan here. Cor- Something no, was trying to ring Nick. a bell yeah. in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they would have like Brett Michaels oh, and like softball. some. Like, yeah, playing softball. And he's Faustino. They would do that for like a few years and then they moved over to basketball. Yes. That was the bricklayers and the uh, something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's super. That's what I'm saying right uh, there. Yeah. You know? But uh, And they all fucking sucked. You know? Yeah. I watched them. Yeah. No, I would watch them too. For some I, reason, in retrospect. And why? I, I remember being like, you know, like a, a hair band fan mm-hmm. and thinking like, oh, cool. And then you see like the bands that you like and they were terrible. They didn't know how to play sports. They right. looked Awful. There was always like one guy. Yeah, there was always like, one taking guy. Taking it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty in or something. Scott. I could tell he was really in the. I just remember Brett Michael sucking at everything that he did. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. Just like. It's a metaphor, really. <laughs> everything. You know. you know, like gasoline, you want to pump me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did watch those. I do want to say Unskinny Bop might be the worst song of all time. It's fucking bad. I, it, I, it might really be the worst that song. That bass of all time. line is killer, though. Yeah, don't, that don't, fucking don't, opening. Don't, 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 don't. I'm still trying to get that. What down. about that <laughs> fucking article with Bobby Dahl, the bass player? Oh, on Blabbermouth. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. W- what was it like? He he didn't want to sign shit because he didn't want his autograph being sold on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. The balls on this guy. <laughs> the balls. Yo, if somebody wants Bobby Dahl's autograph in 2017, that dude <laughs> should jump over barricades <laughs> to sign that shit. He should, he, he should say, like, is there anything else in your car yeah. you want? I'll wait here. Do you, do, do you need laundry done? He should basically sever one of his fingers and make it a pen. Just so he, he could have four fingers and a pen at all fucking time. Seriously. That affected anyone. At anyone. that point in your career, be grateful. Yeah. Please be grateful. People remember Brett Michaels. Yeah. They remember CeCe DeVille and uh, R- Ricky Rocket. People are like, Bobby And you're the other guy. Yeah, you're-, <laughs> uh-huh. you're the other guy. You're the other guy that's not those three guys. <laughs> right? You. Like- that's probably why he doesn't want to sign shit. <laughs> probably nobody wants it. So he has yeah, to like, make- CeCe, can you sign this? <laughs> <laughs> they probably ask him, and then like CeCe will walk out, yeah. and they're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. And they grab the Sharpie, and then he's like, fuck. I'm not doing this. Fucking balls on that guy. But anyway, go back to the clothing company real quick here. So you went to Rock and Jock? Rock, Rock and Shock. Shock. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> um, and that was cool because we got, uh, they gave us these passes, you know, because we were there for the whole weekend and uh, we're getting ready to pack up. I think it was like Saturday night or whatever. And the woman that sets it up, she goes, Oh, well, you'd be joining us for, you know, whatever, like the after show or whatever. And I was like, well, What the hell are you talking about? She's like, Oh, she's like, well, All the. Uh, all the vendors hang out with the actors afterwards. And I was just like, yeah, I could hang out with the guys from Day of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead. I guess yeah. that that's cool and, sure. you know, like Pinhead and shit. Like, we, we could do that. You know, so uh, we go over to the uh, the Palladium afterwards, and uh, they had the whole bar shut down for all the actors, all the vendors. You know, it was all you can eat, all you can drink. And I remember just sitting there, and I was just like, I'm fucking getting drunk with, like, steel from fucking Day of the Dead. Like, I don't know if this is going to get any better or whatever. Is that the, is that the guy who fake killed himself? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that shit. 
That was Fake Miguel. News. That's fucking, Miguel. Fucking Hugo is like, and I don't see anything. That guy's just angry, Hugo. <laughs> he just hit us up with like 10 different things. It actually wasn't I was on Snopes. He, he actually signed this. I'm not dead. This <laughs> book right here. He signed this book right here. Yeah, we looked on Snopes and factcheck.org. <laughs> He's actually a zombie right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, remember, uh, I remember the next, I guess it was the next day, and uh, the bands were playing, and what I forget if it was Rob Link came over and he was just like, dude, dude, you got to come see this fucking band. They're fucking crazy. So I go over there and I'm just like, all right, whatever. Like, I'll check this band out. And I, I remember just going to watch this band and I was just like, who the fuck is this band? And uh, it was Municipal Waste. Oh, wow. First Ooh. time I had ever seen them. Nice. They were on tour with Guar. New album coming out soon. Yeah. This summer. And uh, I remember, I mean, obviously the way that they look acted and played i was like this is fucking yeah. amazing the tight jeans and the yeah. high tops yeah the they do have that vest. complete retro oh look. yeah like they look like the back of like the among the living yeah oh, yeah they should be on megaforce yeah like johnny z should be managing yeah. them yeah. the whole nine yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh i remember they played that song uh what the fuck is the show shark attack is that the song mm. on the one album and i just remember the fucking singer grabbing a boogie board and fucking boogie boarding through the crowd. I was like, this is the fucking greatest thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. That's awesome. So, you know? I mean, that that's pretty... That's a big fucking show that yeah. you guys were at. So yeah, nice. yeah. And that was, like, probably right in the beginning of their career. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I, yeah, they've been around forever. They, have, they have, yeah. Been, you yeah. know, now the yeah, singer... Is it just... I know the singer does Iron Reagan now yeah. as well. Um, I wonder if one of the other guys is in that as well. So, but I know that they're a five piece now because now they have two guitarists. Well, they've always been, has it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I municipal. Thought, I thought yeah, it was a four piece. Oh, all right, so they're so good. Yeah. Um, so let's see, you guys are there. That That's pretty big, and, yeah. And you get to kind of like keep. Like you're not in a band, but like it's still kind of like the next best thing. Like, kind of, yeah. I mean, it. yeah. I mean, we, I mean, movies. I remember the woman, uh, the woman that set it up. She was just like, "Oh, like I see that you sponsor bands. Like I have a couple bands, you know, that I'm affiliated with. Like I'll send you their press packets, and if you want to work with them, blah blah blah." And then, like you know, we did like Chiller. You know, we did Warp Tour one year because uh, Sleeping was on it, so the Sleeping let us set up, actually share a booth with them. Which now, was nice. Were these things like like uh, successful for you? Like, yeah, you yeah, move some stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean the the cool thing was a lot of you know especially like the horror conventions. I mean like people would go there just you know I guess specifically looking for like you know like a Universal Monsters shirt or yeah, a Dawn yeah. of the Dead shirt, and they'd be like, oh, what is this? They'd be like, oh, this is like you know it's a Long Island based clothing company. Like, oh, I see that like you kind of have like the Suspiria thing going there and that thing kind of looks like, you know, this movie and because yeah. the thing was you had to uh I forget what the percentage was. You had to distort um the design, you know, copyright wise because, you know, if it was too close they could come after you because we never we never copyrighted anything. We we got permission once. We actually did a uh, we did a, a Kira Sean shirt. Which is the little girl from Night of Living Dead? Okay, and uh, we contacted her. I think we emailed her or something. And uh, I think all that she wanted was, I think the agreement was like, just give me a dollar off of every shirt that you sold. 
Now she is the one making her own agreement. She doesn't have like a yeah. She yeah. It was just strictly her. She didn't have like management or anything. Yeah, because I'm thinking you like, know? how the fuck would she know? Yeah, like was she? She's like, yeah, yeah just uh, give me a dollar. Yeah. Well, <laughs> needless to say, we never sent her anything. So. <laughs> And we, and we sold a good amount of those shirts. So. She's not listening. Yeah, she might. Well, so it, it's better off that we didn't go to that that you know thing last weekend because she was there and she probably would have fucking known she me. She would have been like, she would have rolled up on you. Yeah. She would have motherfucker. She would have been like, you all hallows oil changing motherfucker yeah. from Michigan. She would have had Burt Young there. She would have had Burt Young crushing nice. the, the napkins. <laughs> um. So okay and. Who was making the design? The designs was just- I, at first. It was uh, at first. It was mainly the two of them, and uh, then, like I said, we kind of started reaching out. And uh, I forget the guy's name. It was this guy from uh, Massachusetts, actually, and uh, he he had designed stuff for like you know like bands like Darkest Hour and like Himza and like the more like mellow bands. And I think Greg Edge actually was his name, and he did he did three designs for us, and they fucking flew. Those shirts. I mean, we couldn't even. Every time we was stuffing orders, we fucking ran out. We had to, had to reorder them, you know. And uh, same thing with the stores in Europe that were carrying them. I mean, people, you know, fuck guys know fucking Europe loves fucking metal. Anything that looks like a fucking metal shirt. So you guys were manufacturing and sending to Europe. Like that's that's a big. We deal. weren't pressing them. I mean, we, we were we were ordering through a company. Then when we would get them, then yeah, then it would go over there. So when it goes out there, I feel like there's so many hands in the pot. I mean, I mean, the main place that we were doing over there, it was this store called, it was called Team Hell, and it was in the United Kingdom. And this fucking guy used to send us- Were they us... sending you a dollar for every shirt? No, no, yeah. <laughs> this guy would send Needless us- Needless to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy would, like, send us a fucking invoice, be like, I want $5,000 worth of clothing. Like, it was insane. Wow. Fucking insane. Sweet. You know? Now, everything sounds good. Um, how the fuck did it just go away? I think I'm trying to remember. I don't even remember. Went back to Michigan. I, I, well, you, you know, you know, no, you know, well, you know what happens, which unfortunately what was happens. it the karma for robbing the Chinese food? Place? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's a whole different story. You know what happens is the uh, the other dickhead, which I won't even fucking say his name, actually, you know, made me cross Rob Link out of the equation, and he was just like, you know what, like. We don't need him. Like the two of us are just gonna blah 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 blah, and like a fucking asshole, you know. Just oh like, no! Yeah, yeah. You so, did? Yeah, oh. yeah. And uh, you I know, feel like by next week I'm out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, we we didn't speak for years, obviously, which rightfully so, you know. Wow. So I mean, how tight was Rob with this dude that he would do that? Well, it's fucked up because he still worked with him afterwards. Still worked with him, you know, at the same job and everything. I'm and still then friends uh, with you too. Huh? <laughs> yeah. He's still friends with you, yeah. too. <laughs> well, we didn't talk for years, though. And then, uh, you know, the clothing company um, started dying down. And then... Uh, was it just like bands started breaking up that you had? or like? How does I it... think just, yeah, I think just nobody really had the fucking heart for it anymore. And just, you know... You feel like, yeah, the drive was just gone. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the guy, you know, whose house we were pretty much working out of, where we kept all the inventory and everything... Um, his wife pretty much picked up and left. She was just like, fuck you. Like, I'm out of here. So I was like, all right. So this guy is going to be like in the middle of a divorce or whatever. Um, and uh, he had his own fucking problems. You know, that whole thing happened. And then. Uh, you know, Louis C.K. said that uh, the best part of marriage is a uh, divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so, shout out to him. But 
So he had his own fucking shit going on. And then uh, I, I, I didn't speak to Link probably for shit, probably for about four or five years after that. Yeah, because, I mean, like, how do you even... So, I mean... How do we become friends again? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, he that other dude comes to you yeah. and says that, like... So how do you would you guys just stop having meetings together? Kind of, yeah. Well, then we wind up uh, we wind up bringing a, a, a like a third guy to like replace Rob. Oh, yeah. Man. Was it what, yeah. what what happened with Rob though? Like, I mean, like I don't know. Just I don't know. Why did he want him out? No clue. I don't know. I I I don't know if maybe he just I don't even know. I okay. honestly don't even remember. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, so I guess he was definitely bummed. Yeah. And then from there, when does it all just fall apart? It's funny because after the the company stops and then uh, I actually wind up moving in with the kid. His his wife. <laughs> the story's getting crazy. Yeah. His <laughs> wife leaves. I move in with him. And, uh, you know, he goes, uh, he goes, hey, he goes, move into my house. Because now I was back living with my parents. I was just like. Fuck it, I'll fucking move in. Whatever. Just like Michigan, yeah. <laughs> fuck it, I'll move in. You know, so uh, same thing. My parents are fucking pissed. They're like, "Where the fuck are you going?" No, at least now I have like a legit job though. Like I'm working at like UPS and like yeah, doing construction. I, you know what's strange? Blah, blah, blah. Like, did did your mom care when you left? Like when my left mom, the house? like uh, your parents. Sound well, like, I was the baby though. Yeah, I was gonna say you your know? parents sound like my, like my mom never wanted anyone, any one of us to leave. Yeah. Like <laughs> if we were there at like fifty, she would have been like cool with it. Yeah, you know? some yeah. parents aren't, but they like you know. I would was, think it would have been cool at my house. Yeah, that's <laughs> what uh, I'm saying. Like uh, some, <laughs> once I went to college and that was it, and it just gradually went. So there they was no the dramatic locks. like <laughs> leaving or whatever. Yeah, so they changed the locks and when you came back. <laughs> They sold the place pretty quick. Okay, well then once they, we were all out, like the second yeah. my sister was out, it's like, all right, let's sell this fucker and leave. The Langans are out. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, so, so I move in with this guy, and when, uh, how long did the company last? Uh, I want to say with me doing it, two years maybe, but it was it was around longer for that because I came in when it was already you know going. Right, so two or three. I I would say probably three. Okay. I'd say probably three. Um. So I move in with this guy, and you know, uh, he's where the fuck was he working? He was working. He still, <laughs> funny enough, he still does work at fucking Roosevelt Field because he's only had a fucking mall job. All the guy knows how to do is fucking sell fucking you know blue jeans, and he's like forty five years old. Um, so I was doing, I think UPS and construction at that point, and uh, so I move in, and it's the same shit. I'm just kind of like, oh, freedom, blah blah blah. You know, I had pretty much just started going out with Sarah. And uh, everything's going good, and now, you know, weeks, months start going by, and uh, I'm giving the guy, uh, you know, money for rent and bills and all this other shit, and he starts, like, coming in with, like, new clothes and new this and new that and blah, 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 and, you know, my buddy Chris that sang for Sky Came Falling, he reached out to me. He was like, yo, he's like, can I crash at the house? Like, I think he was getting his floors redone, some shit, whatever, so stays over. I had to go to sleep because I used to do, you know, overnights at UPS or whatever. So the two of them go out to, like, dinner or the fucking mall or some shit. So I remember Chris texts me the next day, and he goes, yo, he goes, what does your roommate do? And I'm like, he's got a fucking shitty mall job. Why? He goes, yo, man. He goes, we went out last night. He goes, and this fucking guy, like, 
was fucking buying drinks and like fucking buying DVDs and shirts and this and that. Like this fucking guy probably blew fucking three hundred dollars. And I'm just like, where the fuck is this guy getting this money from or whatever? <laughs> Needless to say, you know, sooner or later the phone starts ringing, and it's the bank. I was giving this guy money, you know, put towards the mortgage and everything else. Oh man. Mm. And you know how the rest of the story oh, goes. Oh man! Yeah. So what the fuck? So I just remember him answering the phone one day, and I'm and I'm sitting on the couch, and he answers the door. He answers the phone, and he goes, "What do you mean my house is in foreclosure?" And I remember hanging. I remember him hanging up the phone, and I just had this big smile on my face, and I just said to him, "I was like, what do you think, you fucking dumb asshole? Like they were just gonna go down the list and be like." Oh, no, we'll let that guy go. All right, go to the next guy. This guy's cool. Like, he doesn't have to pay shit. Man. Yeah. So it turns out Rob Link was the right choice. Yes. Yeah, he yeah. was the smart one. He yeah. was the smart one, He was man. the smart one. Lesson learned. And shout out to Mike Malamo because we actually made up at a, at an inside reunion. That's how Rob Link and I oh, really? became friends. Yeah. How did that go? Like, I mean, you just saw each other and you're like, eh. We saw each other at the show and I was just kind of like, oh, fuck, this fucking guy probably fucking hates me or whatever. And, Rightfully so. And Yeah. And <laughs> Rob Link, because he's one of the nicest guys that I ever so, met. So nice. Came right up to me and he was just like, dude, he goes, I don't even fucking care. He goes, I want to be friends again. And that was it. Yeah. You know, I think cool. I bought him a beer and- you know, maybe yeah. whispered, you know, sweet inside lyrics into his ear or something, you know. <laughs> Yo, inside definitely set, set, yeah. set the mood. Then. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. So. Shit was on. I just can't imagine, like, the frame of mind that this guy has that you're giving him money for a mortgage. Yeah. And he's just, like, spe- like. But it's funny because my friend Chris, you know, always had, you know, a good job, nice paying job. And he's just like, man, what is this? Like, what am I doing wrong that this right. guy is? Yeah. And I was just like, dude, he fucking works at like Gene Country or some shit, like fucking selling diesel jeans. Like he's making. Yo, shout shirts. out to Gene Country. Yeah, right. He's making fucking twenty bucks an hour selling fucking Jenkos. Fashionable you know? male. <laughs> twenty bucks an hour sounds great, right? It's pretty good. <laughs> to be honest, it's pretty good, yeah, right? Really. Forty-five years old, twenty dollars an hour. You know, uh, listen, <laughs> take that. Yeah. You know. To sell jeans? That's, that's it, man. Really? You know? Jeans sell themselves, yeah. to be honest. Well, he had that experience from All Hallows, you know? He's got the clothing experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, listen, it was fun while it lasted, yeah, you yeah. know? Uh, you got to do a bunch of cool shit, yeah. like go to... I think, like, the horror stuff sounds like the best. Like, going, Yeah, that was and, cool, you know, going to Warp Tour Warped and shit Earth. like that was cool. I mean, yeah. we went to, like, Irving a bunch of times. You felt like, like moguls for a minute. Yeah, that was cool. You could have gone on Shark Tank. Nice. Right? Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Free shark yeah. Tank. Yeah, like, yeah. they could have uh-huh. been on there, like, imagine them, like, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> but how much money am I going to make? <laughs> <laughs> get yelled at? <laughs> get to go to Warp Tour. That's that, man. <laughs> Mark Cuban. Oh, you know what's funny is that was the. Uh, what are your numbers? I think that, that Warp Tour experience that was actually the the when I went on like my ten year binge of not eating White Castle because we went to Warp Tour and I remember what the fuck is that? Yeah, Wait, a ten year binge of not eating. Not eating, yeah, yeah. That's not Why? a binge, really. What, what, what you know what the fuck I mean? <laughs> a ten year binge of eating Non-binge. White Castle. Non-binge. I'm binging on not yeah. White Castle. Yeah. I've been binging on not yeah. eating White yeah. Castle for a long time. I never was an English major. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but why why cat? Well, why was that the because anime? so we go what to did Warped they do Tour. To you? Yeah, I'll tell you what it did to me. <laughs> <laughs> we go to so we go to Warped Tour. We're sharing the booth with the sleeping. Um, 
obviously food at these fucking fe- festivals or, you know, you get a bottle of water. It's probably $15 or whatever. So we're just drinking the entire day. Rob Link and I just drinking, drinking. And uh, we don't eat the entire day. We're out and fucking. It's like 105 degrees, you know, going in and out of the booth or whatever. Sounds like a festival. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so finally we leave and we go to White Castle. And I'm just like, dude, I'm fucking starving. He's fucking starving. So we each get a fucking Crave case. Each. Each of us get one of these fucking things. Pound them. And I'm just like, oh, man, that was good. Blah, 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 blah. Go to sleep. I wake up the next day and... Just the entire day, I was just fucking shaking. I guess from all the the sugar or some shit in my system, and I just, <laughs> just after that, I just never wanted to fucking touch this shit ever again. And now you want to touch it at every show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I told fucking Dan Terra. I mean, you know, when he comes on, his his episode falls on you know single de Mayo, So I said his choices are either Chili's, Taco Bell, or White Castle. So I'm all right with all those. Choose wisely, Dan. Well, actually, I'm not a big Taco Bell fan. Uh, how does the White Castle fit in? Like, with the just because now I want it. Now I want to uh, binge. Yeah. That ten year binge. The Taco Bell. Well, you figure this like... is this is episode seven, <laughs> oh, and right. he's talked about White Castle for the last seven. Yeah, episodes. and we never do it. We yeah. never fucking get it, man. Not even you a got, sponsor. You guys yeah. are, are stuck on us? pizza. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Are you getting something on the side from White Castle? Yeah, Mention that shit all the time? Maybe we should fucking get Harold and Kumo and fucking get over there, you know? <laughs> hey, a great movie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, all right, well, then that's the, the story there. Finally got it. I could sleep better now. Yeah. You know? A side note, too, because we go from A to Z to D, back to Z on the show. Dan Cortez... Yes. When I worked at CPI, another CPI story, he showed up. With Daisy Fuentes? No, with oh. um, Brendan Fraser. Oh, promoting from Airheads. Promoting Man. Oh, and so stuff. that was like forever ago. They were shit-faced, and there might have been other things involved. Okay. I don't know well enough to- Allegedly. Dan Cortez is as big an asshole as you can imagine. That's awesome. Yes. And Brendan Fraser was fucking wasted, man. <laughs> I was, uh, was barbacking- and we we back then we recycle all the bus boys would put the you know stack all the bottles back into the cases and put them aside. And Brendan Fraser's going through empty Budweiser cases, trying to wheeze the juice. Beers. <laughs> 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 and I went up to him like, "Excuse me, Encino man, <laughs> there's no beers here." <laughs> just in that voice, and he just stared at me and he walked he away. Gave you Did the, you really? That's he, my little he Dan gave you the Cortez. Stare from Dan Cortez they stumbled away, and that's yeah. my Dan Cortez Encino man story. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, what happened to Brendan Fraser's career? He. Uh, well, he did those mummy movies, right? Was that? that was, the oh, one? you're right. They were pretty big, but like I see him. Didn't now. he do that fucking monkey bone movie? Monkey bone, but that <laughs> yeah. was like that was a bust. Blaster in the past was another one that they were trying to push. Which he's was like, you know, he still works. I guess that's all you can ask for. Leading man is out of the question. I would say probably, but he's he. Well, I know he's on the affair. That's like the the last show that he's on, it's which a TV is like show. A sh- yeah, I think Showtime. I heard of that one. Oh. Yeah, Karen watches it all the time. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, he just seems super depressive. If you have time and you're listening YouTube, like his like uh, sway in the morning interview, he just sounds like he mm. sounds like mentally ill, kind of like weird. You, you know, you know what he sounds like. To be honest with you, for the Stern fans, he sounds like Woody now. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking no sounds yo for real. He sounds like Woody. I love Woody. Mm-hmm. So 